and said, you are really great at school. Your grades are high, your leaders in your, on your campuses, you're on your way to do great things, but who cares? How are you going to use all of these really great talents that you have to change the world? What is it that you're doing with all of these talents that we know you have to make a difference in the world? And it was honestly the first time that anyone had ever asked me, what are you going to do with all of these talents that you have? Welcome back. I appreciate you all tuning in during these crazy times we're all experiencing. We are bringing you a first for the Open and Evolve podcast, introducing a roundtable conversation. And I couldn't think of a better way to roll this out that with none other than three strong-minded sisters. I've had the pleasure to see this family grow, and I can tell you their chase for excellence is like no other. It's my pleasure to introduce Dr. Kayla Pedrosa, Dr. Deandra Pedrosa, and the younger sister, Serena Pedrosa. You ladies want to go ahead and introduce yourselves? Sure. Okay. Um, I am Kayla Pedrosa. I am the oldest of uh, the three of us, and I am a physical therapist. I live in the suburbs of Chicago right now. Um, born and raised in El Paso, I lived in the um, Dallas area for seven years after school, finished, or excuse me, during school, finished PT school out there, and then have moved up here. Um, I specialize in dizziness and uh, women's health, physical therapy, and I'm super excited to be on this because I've known you for a long time, John, and it's so exciting to see you really follow um, what you really want to do, and, and it's super inspiring to know where you've come from as well and be able to see you get to where you are now, so it's, it's just as much an honor for me as it is uh, to... I guess that sounds not humble, but <laughs> it's just as much of an honor for us to be on here. <laughs> I appreciate that. Nice. I appreciate that. Yana, go ahead and introduce yourself, Deandra. Yes. Uh, my name is Deandra. I am the middle of the three of us, and I have known you, John. It's weird for me to call you that because I've known you by a nickname for a long time for 10-ish years or so, um, but I, so I also born and raised in El Paso, went to Socorro High School and moved up here. Um, you'll notice a lot of similarities in mine and Kayla's story for everyone listening, uh, we went, and Serena as well, um, but I'm also a physical therapist. I live in Dallas and I work for children's health um, at an outpatient clinic uh, seeing pediatric patients. Um, I really love working with all of the babies and pretty much everybody from birth to 20 years old. Um, I'm passionate about it. I'm new in the field. I've only been out of school for almost two years at this point. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about me. I'm kind of slowly trying to find what the next journey is or next step in the journey is. So we'll get more into that a little bit later. But of course, I'm super excited to discuss this with you and be on this platform with you. Sweet. And then we're going to introduce the youngest sister. So she's still creating her story, but I think this sister is going to bring a lot to the table as well. So you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, Serena? Yes. So I am Serena. I'm the youngest of the three of us. And like my sisters, or, or unlike them, I was born in San Antonio and raised here in El Paso. We all went to the same high school, Socorro High School, and we all went, or currently attending, 
the same undergraduate school, Texas Women's University. So currently I go to school and live in Denton, Texas, and I am studying communication sciences to hopefully become a speech language pathologist. Perfect. So I think right off the bat, just from you guys introducing yourselves, I think everybody can see all three of these ladies have their heads together and they're definitely trying to do something. They're all going to the medical field. Um, so I want to start off with asking guys, where does that come from? And where, where do you think, I mean, you're all really determined. I mean, knowing person, knowing you guys personally, I can see how much you've always had a drive to do something. I mean, from when we knew each other in high school. You want to go, let's start off with Serena. We'll start off with the yeah. other sister. <laughs> wow, I wasn't expecting to start with me. But I would say that we all had a strong foundation. We were talking about it earlier. And our parents set very high standards for us from a very young age. And I think that we all have a lot of respect for them and the sacrifices that they made to give us the life that we had. So in everything we do, we try to not only make ourselves proud, but to honor them and their sacrifice. And personally, I have a lot of pride and <laughs> With sisters as successful and intelligent as mine, I feel like I almost had no choice but to rise to the occasion sometimes and push myself a little bit harder than I thought I needed to because I wanted to be like them, if not better. <laughs> oh, I love that answer. What about yourself, Deandra? Um, just to echo what Serena says, and you've seen this too, I think we come from a very um, strong and dedicated group of individuals not just our parents our parents are fantastic but we've just got a we are very very lucky and very blessed to be surrounded by a bunch of people who have wanted better for us since we were born since before we were born like there i mean we really have just an extended um network of people who have been rooting for us even when we didn't know like serena said like how much potential we had within us um and for that, I think that's where all of this um, determination and perseverance kind of comes from and kind of like in, sits with us in a, in a proud manner um, to kind of say everything that you've given us is not in vain and everything that you've provided for us has really amounted to something um, because it, it would kind of be a disservice if, if we were provided with all of this love and support and weren't able to um, really live up to our, our fullest potential. Okay, perfect. And Kayla? Yeah, I think on top of everything that they said, one of the biggest things that both our parents were really big on, especially, was, you know, this is your life. Like, we already went to school. We have jobs. <laughs> we have all the stuff that we have. And, like, whatever you're going to do with your life is what you're going to do for you. And I know at least our mom was always like, I already had my, you know, I already went to school. So whatever you guys do is for yourself. And I think, you know, really giving us ownership over everything that we did. I mean, if we said we were going to start something, they were like, well, you better finish it. If we said we wanted to try something, they were like, you better give it your all. I don't care what it is. Um, we, I talk to my mom about this all the time and I talk with my sisters about this all the time where I remember my mom used to always be like, you know, even if you're going to be an ice cream man, you better be the best ice cream man or woman that there is. Like you have to try your hardest no matter what it is. 
And I think, you know, on top of the love and on top of the support, there was this very big understanding that it, it doesn't matter what it is that you do as long as, you know, you do it to the best of your ability and you try. And I think that that has carried me into where I am today, definitely, and in many ways. Uh, and I think my sisters would agree with that as well. Okay, and I love that we're starting with this because as Serena mentioned, the foundation of this, um, to build a great home, to build yourself, you need to create that foundation. And all three of you have been blessed, as you're saying, with an amazing foundation that comes from your family support. So I, in this podcast, a lot of the times we've talked about remembering when you were a kid and kind of key moments that really shaped you. So with the experiences that you guys have had and the type of support that you've had, yeah, can you guys talk about any moments maybe that you could remember at a young age that kind of gave you those life lessons or that really stuck with you? Like, Hey, this is what my parents are trying to teach me. We'll start with Kayla this time. Okay. Um, so one of my dad's favorite sayings was mind over matter girl. It was always mind over matter, mind over matter, mind over matter. And, um, even when we were sick, it was like mind over matter. Um, and which is funny because now we've all gone into the medical field and I feel like we're so much more care, like giving them that I would never tell my patient mind over matter, but, um, you know, <laughs> at the time I didn't understand it, but it's definitely one of those things as an adult that like everything that I've come up to, you know, even as an adult, he'll still tell me the same thing, you know, and it's, it's one of those things that like, I mean, I roll my eyes at him, but. I completely understand the sentiment. Like I understand where that comes from. And, you know, now there's this whole, everybody's talking about it right now, especially amid the times that we're in, you know, it's, it's about your mindset. It has to do with your mindset. And so I've been thinking a lot about that, especially in these last couple of weeks is just like, wow, like this is, this is where that really comes into play is it really is mind over matter for a lot of things. So that's, that would be the one thing that I touch on. Okay, mind over matter for, for, let's see, Serena, is that something similar that you remember or what has impacted you? Yes, I don't think that any of us can forget the mind over matter <laughs> saying. Uh, anytime I'm struggling to get out of bed in the morning or struggling with an assignment that I just don't have the will to work on, I always think mind over matter. Um. And also humility is a big thing that my dad always said, humility girl. And no matter what any of us have accomplished, I don't think that you'll ever find any of us acting as though we're, well, except for Dean, acting <laughs> as though we're better than anybody. I mean, we carry ourselves with a great sense of humility because my dad is a very successful man, but he's also one of the most humble people I've ever met. So I think it set a great example for the kind of people that we all would like to be. I, I want to touch on that really quick before we go to DeAndre's answer. And when you say um, humble enough, but I think all three of you, you have a weird mixture of like you're extremely humble, but also confident. And a lot of the time, the confidence might come off as, as some people thinking that you're cocky or someone thinking that you're overdoing it. But in your sense, I think that blend is really well. And I think that gives you a lot of the tools to get where you're at right now. And kind of no matter what room you go into, you guys know, hey, you can own that room. So do you think that kind of that's the way it works or where does that confidence come from? I think so, too. I think that also going back to what we were saying before, growing up in such a loving home, I feel 
Like, my parents always laugh at my jokes. I feel like I'm the funniest person in the world. I feel like I'm great. And so just growing up with that background has given me the confidence to, it really makes you feel like you can do anything when you're that supported at home. So I think that's where a lot of that confidence comes from. Okay, perfect. What about yourself, DeAndre? I was just born of magic and there's really no (laughs) other explanation than that. I'm totally kidding. Uh, Kind of. But, um, okay, I'll touch on two things. Um, and and uh, they both come, they come from both my parents, but I highlight my mom a little bit in both of these. Um, so first thing is my mom will say this time and time again. Um, she always says, you can mess with me. You can talk to me. You can say anything about me and I don't care. Um, but the minute that you say something about my kids, like you're asking to really see the worst of me or, or you will not win this fight with me. And so I grew up knowing that I grew up knowing that so long as I was trying my best, giving my all holding my own and being the most authentic, truthful person that I could be, my mom always had my back. Um, and so I think the confidence then kind of comes with, well, I've, I've got, you know, my right hand woman right here. And so long as I'm in the right, um, to my knowledge, then I'll be okay. Now that's, that's not to say she would back us on something if she knew that we were not in the right. Um, because that, that happened a time or two. Um, (laughs) so uh, so yeah, just, just, I think for me, it was easier for me to maintain that confidence knowing that there wasn't anybody like, like my parents who would be doubting for the most part. And then secondly, um, just kind of, you mentioned like an experience or something that we take away from our childhood. Um, I think this is very common in Hispanic households, but just maintaining respect and manners for everybody that you come in contact with. So saying thank you when anything is given to you, shown to you, what, uh, what have you, um, just please and thank you. I know that sounds very, very simple, simple, but maintaining those, like that standard of respect continues to carry me in my adult life. I still hear responses from people to this day who are like, wow, it's so refreshing to hear a please or a thank you. It's so refreshing to hear a yes, mama, no, sir. Um, and I think those just like little tidbits like that, that were instilled in us as, as young women um, have really carried us to kind of hold ourselves to a little bit higher, just of a standard by saying please and thank you. It's not a huge deal, but it makes a big difference. And I love that you say that also, because uh, I think growing up, I've noticed a lot of people kind of compliment the the way you treat people and the way you go about things. And um, me looking back, I've always told my mom, like, you know what, I'm extremely grateful that what, what you've done for me. And I'm extremely grateful for the way you raised me. Right. So now do you think you guys saw that at a young age or is it something that you appreciate more now that we're a little bit older? D'Andrew. Oh, me. Sorry. I was like, <laughs> um, I think I've seen it both. I, I, I don't know that I saw less of it as you know a child because i think it was also refreshing you know being like a 11 year old or like a teenager hearing the please and thank you uh come from someone at that age is still kind of refreshing to to adults when you're that age um but i definitely appreciate it more as an adult um because i see the way that unfortunately other people carry themselves sometimes and just kind of seeing like okay not everybody was brought up with this expected respect coming from um the people who they were raised by so yeah i definitely gained a greater respect for it as i went out into the workforce or went out into graduate school and 
kind of just saw the way that I held myself compared to um, the way that people who were, you know, 10 years older than me managed to carry themselves. That's sweet. So definitely a lot of similarities. And as everybody can see, once again, the foundation was there, right? Now the journey continues for all three of you. And that journey starts getting different as you start getting older, you guys start getting different interests, um, different hobbies, everything that you guys are doing. So we all life is based on experiences. What kind of experiences can you say that you've personally gone through that have influenced the where you're at now and influence the journey that you've been on? We'll start off with Kayla on this one. Sure. So I feel like I've left home twice now. <laughs> I feel like I left home when I was 18 and, and, you know, made all my decisions for myself and did everything for myself. You know, I said I was going to leave El Paso. I said I was going to go to school. I said I was going to go to PT school. I said I was going to be a physical therapist. And I did all that. And then it was like, well, what am I going to do after that? <laughs> um, and I met my now husband. and. I, he's from the Chicago area and I moved up here and, you know, having left what seemed like, or what, you know, El Paso being home, having left at such a young age, I was like, oh, well, surely, you know, leaving another place will be just as easy. And this experience, I've been up here going on four years now, has been so eye-opening and humbling and flat out difficult for me and I feel like so much has gone on in these last four years that like it's just been really unexpected and it's truly shaped me as a person um when I was done with PT school I was like this is who I am like I am this is this is you know me and I felt great and then I threw me into all of these interesting situations and it was just like what does this version of me do <laughs> when, you know, you're faced with adversity and, and you're alone? I mean, I was alone when I left for college anyways, but this was the first time in my life that I feel like I had made a decision that wasn't wholly influent, like that I wasn't 100, I should, hold on, let me choose my words wisely here, um, that I made a decision that was kind of influenced by somebody else. Um, generally and all of my previous decisions were just something that I had done for myself by myself I came up with it and I did it and this was the first time that I had done something that somebody had kind of you know either provided me with an option for um and so that definitely in these last four years has for sure shaped who I am now in this moment um and then to kind of touch back on my past um so when I was in high school, I did really awesome. Um, but at the end there, I let myself slip up a little to, you know, all these other great things that we're saying about my parents. They were also very strict, especially on me. And I, everybody, hardly anybody believes me, but then they get to know me and then they understand. I was in bed by like 8.30, 8.45 every school night until I was like, almost 18 years old, I would have like sleepovers and I'd be the first to fall asleep. You can ask any of my like childhood friends like Jesse and Celia and they'll tell you I was always asleep. Like I, I had a bedtime. And so when I turned 18, my mom was like, okay, you know, we'll loosen the reins a little. And I let some of my grades slip and I, I dropped rank in high school. And because of that, I actually almost lost my, my scholarship. <laughs> 
that I went to Texas Women's on. And that was just a huge blow for me. And um, to kind of go into something and feel like I almost already had something to prove was really, really tough for me. Um, But I mean, I feel like I definitely came out on top after that. But that was definitely something, you know, in the past that like, I, I, I never took any part of anything that I did in undergrad, whether it was, you know, involve involvement in extracurriculars or school. Um, I never took any of that for granted because I, I knew how hard I had to work to get there because I had almost lost it. Um, and so those are just two different experiences in their entirety that have definitely shaped, um, where I am today and, and, um, not only in, in career, but also just personally. Okay, perfect. So I want to touch back a little bit later on, on what you talked about that you recently went through in your move. Yeah. Um, and then we'll jump to the Deandra next, but we'll go ahead and talk about that after we finish the segment. So yeah. Deandra, what experience have you had that's kind of shaped you so far? What started creating your uniqueness throughout your journey? Okay. Interestingly enough, um, my experience has some of the same um, like value behind it as Kayla's does, but it just happened in a very different way. Um, so my, let's see, the summer before I started um, my last year of undergrad. So the right after I finished my junior year of undergrad, I was a part of this um, leadership uh, institute at Texas Women's University, and they. Um, offered to send certain students to this program called Leadership. And I had heard really great things about it. Um, and all that I, all to my knowledge that I knew was that it was just another leadership conference is what my brain kept telling me. It was just another leadership conference. I had been to conferences before where they do icebreakers and they encourage you to improve your resume or things like that. That was my original thought on what I was getting into. So I showed up really with not the most open of a mind, to be honest, and, and I'll just kind of come right out and say, you guys know this, but uh, for anyone listening, I, I did not have the most open mind. I was very resistant to change during undergrad. Um, and so this was kind of a turning point for me. It was a six day long um, retreat, essentially, where they got together a bunch of uh, students who were leaders on their campuses all throughout the United States. And they pretty much put us in a room and said, you are really great at school. Your grades are high. Your leaders in your, on your campuses. You're on your way to do great things. But who cares? How are you going to use all of these really great talents that you have to change the world? What is it that you're doing with all of these talents that we know you have? to make a difference in the world. And it was honestly the first time that anyone had ever asked me, what are you gonna do with all of these talents that you have? Because for a lot of my academic career, it was just kind of like, you know, you're doing, you're making great grades and you're doing well in school and that's gonna get you to the next step for you. Um, But no one had ever really said like, and how are you gonna better the world by this, by with all of what you've been given? So we're so they pretty much took us through different techniques. It was the first time I had ever been asked to reflect on on my life, on what I was doing, on what I was thinking. It was the first time I had ever been introduced to active listening and to really listening to what people had to say prior to actually responding, um, listening to understand. It was the first time that 
I really was presented with the question of what does it matter that you're so successful or what does all of your success mean if you're not able to use it to help others? And so I came home from that retreat with such a refreshed mindset and I went into my senior year of undergrad um, and it reshaped everything. It reshaped who I welcomed into my life. It reshaped the way that I approached situations. I took 19 hours that fall semester and got the best grades that I had gotten simply because I was thinking outside of myself for the first time in a very long time. Um, so this, Kayla's laughing. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yeah, this, that was probably one of the bigger turning points or bigger experiences for me that really shaped the way that I go into things now and the way that I have attacked things since that, or just challenges um, since that time is you can be successful and you can be um, really awesome at what you're doing, but what does it matter if you're not benefiting other people? I love that. And impacting the world is, I think, where everything really comes down to, right? You want people to remember you. You want to make sure that you're not just here to think about yourself, but that you're making everybody around you's life better. So I think those moments are extremely impactful. And the fact that you were put in a position like that to really think, and like you said, not going in there with an open mind, but coming out with that much value, I think really shows how impactful that moment was. And starting off with you and Kayla, before we move on to Serena, I think it's great because you guys have accomplished so much being in the top of your schools accomplishing these programs getting your doctorates but it seems like these moments that really tested you have been really vivid for both of you so far so extremely excited let's see serena is it something similar that you've faced i feel like being only 19 and in my head having not lived as much life as my sisters have my experience isn't as big or impactful i would say to where i am but it's something that has brought me to the person that I am today. So my uh, senior year of high school, I applied for the Terry Foundation Scholarship. And it was a really big scholarship that not many schools offer. They were offering it at a couple of schools in Texas. And it's pretty much a full-ride scholarship to... Uh, the school of your choice and so I applied and I made it past the first round and I was super excited and they were doing interviews for the second round at Texas Women's University which is about nine hours from where we live here in El Paso and so my parents said okay let's drive over there Dee lives there anyway and we'll see her and you'll get, you'll get to interview for your scholarship. And I was so excited. I was telling everyone about it. And the interview went horribly. I can't express how horrible it went. It was not my best moment at all. It was horrible. And I went in feeling very confident because, like Dee was saying, all through my life, people had been telling me, oh, wow, you're so great. You're so good at school. Your grades are this. And so, at my school, I felt like I was at the top, not that I didn't need to prepare for my interview, but I just had too much confidence going in. And it was sort of a slap in the face because I didn't make it to the third round. And after driving nine hours just for the interview, I felt like I'd let 
not only like myself down, but my parents down. And it was a really hard feeling to sort of cope with, I guess you could say, after so long of thinking that, or of having the things that I strive for um, be seen, I guess. So now today though, I'm, I'm grateful that I didn't get that scholarship because I got the honors scholarship like both of my sisters did. And that program has helped me out a lot in my college experience. And I have a job now on campus that I would never have tried to get if I was in that position. I've met so many amazing people that I wouldn't have if I were in the Terry program. And I'm just really grateful for the way my college experience has turned out despite that one downfall. No, and I, this is exactly why I wanted to have you out because I think a lot of the time when we're younger, I don't think you really realize like the wisdom that you have and what you really bring to the table. And you said your moment wasn't as impactful, but I don't know if Kayla and DeAndre will agree, but when you look at this at an old, when you get a little bit older, that's going to be kind of that crossroad that you hit that, put you in the direction that you're in right now and I think what that teaches you now you're not going to go into the next moment unprepared right so mm-hmm. when there is a bigger opportunity on the table for you you're going to come ready you're not going to be overconfident so I think those exactly. lessons you might not see it as impactful as you would think some of the other moments happen in DeAndre and Kayla's but I think looking back when you get a little bit older it's definitely going to be a big moment for you yeah exactly agree sweet so yeah. you guys all once again, you guys all focus kind of on those moments that were more of a failure to learn from, right? Now, what's that mindset like there? Because uh, a lot of the time, life is going good, life is going good, right? You're thinking positively, and then you get hit. And um, I know as you get older, the hits can get worse. But uh, a lot of the time, you don't know how to deal with it. You don't know how to get back on track. A lot of the time, you fall into a negative uh, two week, three week mindset and you know before you know it a lot of times pass so what have you guys used what kind of advice would you guys give as far as the way you're able to reset yourself and make sure that you're on a clear mindset to accomplish whatever you need to and we'll start off with DeAndre on this one okay um I will give a little bit of a anecdote here um for anyone who isn't close to me when I applied to physical therapy school, I only wanted to go to Texas Women's University's Dallas campus. So I only applied to Texas Women's University's Dallas campus. And as many people who have gone to graduate school will tell you, that is not the smartest choice to make. Um, but I knew I wanted to go there. So that's where I applied. And I kind of just held my breath for it. Um, so I found out just before Christmas break of my senior year, that I was an alternate for physical therapy school, meaning that I was not guaranteed a spot. Um, and if somebody who had been accepted chose to not go to the uh, not go to school there, then I was maybe, you know, would be offered a spot. Um, and so this happened right after, uh, or not right after, but in this in the fall of the year that I went to leadership. So truly, truly, I think had I not had that leadership experience prior to this, this experience would have crushed me. I would have given up on physical therapy altogether. Um, I could have easily said, well, this isn't for me. They don't want me. I'm just going to sit back and that, you know, it's over. Um, And I really just made the decision that, okay, if this is what's given to me and this is, this is the situation that I have to work with, then I'm going to work my absolute hardest 
to make sure that I have the best application that they are going to see next year, next round. So I continued working. I worked to get more hours. And I told myself, I'm going to stay out here. I'm going to graduate and I'm going to stay and continue to work all through the summer, apply again in the fall and just pick it back up next year. Um, on August 5th of the following year, I got a call that there was a spot open and school would start on August 24th. And I said, take me, I'm here. I've been ready for you. Let's do it. Um, Kayla, do you want to say something? Yes. Can I just say, I vividly remember that conversation in Chick-fil-A where you were like, I was put on the wait list. And the way that Deandra like handled the whole thing was completely different compared to the way that she used to handle things. And she was so calm and so composed and was like, I have a plan. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to take it like a break for you. And she like knew exactly what she was going to do. And it was just, even though it was like such a hard time for her, she just handled it with so much grace. And like, she was like, I have a plan though. I'm going to, you know, tough it out. I'm going to do it. And it was super, it's just, it's cool to hear her talk about it because I was there and it, it's awesome, but keep going. Sorry. And, and let, I just wanted me, to add that in there. Perfect. Let me ask really quick. What do you think kept you so determined? Was it because you wanted it so bad? You just, what was the reason behind you making sure that you stuck along that journey, especially after you got that put on the wait list? Yes, because I wanted it so bad one. And two, I think I was more, understanding of the fact that the only thing that I could control at that point in time was me, was my actions. And like we talked about before was my mindset. Um, so it was very apparent to me that I was presented with a choice. Um, and I, I heard in your previous episode with angel, um, where he said, you need to make life happens for you, not to you. Um, and I think that was a very, um, a, obvious situation where I was able to say, I'm going to make this work for me. Um, and so it, it really did take a lot of me allowing myself to process that instead of a lot of times when we are presented with something that we're not familiar with or that's not necessarily the most desirable, um, we, we are quick to act. We are quick to say, this is not what I want, so I'm going to act against it, I'm going to resist it. And I spent a very long time in undergrad doing that. Um, and so I think because I took all of that in and, and was able to reflect upon it, um, when I was presented with this situation, I was able to approach it and say, this is, this is my time to make a decision. And it is up to me to decide how I'm going to approach this. And I think that that really just came from allowing myself to reflect and process prior to one telling my family because I hadn't I didn't tell my family until the spring it, I went the entire Christmas break without telling them um so that I could come up with a plan for myself because I didn't want to present them with this is a sad situation for me um so everybody you know kind of love on me pick me up hold me I, I needed to make the decision for myself and to make sure that I knew what I was going to do because it was up to me entirely Okay. And I think a lot of people, what you need to take from that is, first of all, a lot of the times you can't control everything that happens, but you can control the effort that you put in. And I think you took ownership of that. And secondly, you were humble enough to learn from your past. You're humble enough to learn from the experiences that you went through. Once again, that at that moment, you were able to look at it with a clear head and realize that I put a plan in action and that, you, that you'll get there eventually. So I like that experience. What about yourself, Kayla? <sighs> I feel like I have a lot. Um, 
So my current motto that my friend told me, uh, or that a friend and I were like talking about different things that you like say to yourself when it's, you know, shit hits the fan. Um, she was like, mine lately, hers at the time lately had been nothing lasts forever. And it really pissed me off when she said that actually, because I was like, what do you mean nothing lasts forever? Like you work hard for these things to last forever. She's like, no, like her and I were talking about, and I mean, this really relates to my transition up here. Um, I feel like my first two and a half, maybe three whole years living up here, like the first three, when I like really take a step back from the big picture, I was just very unhappy. And probably 85% of that was just, I was just in a bad mood about it. I didn't want to be here. It's cold. It's expensive. The people are freaking rude. Talking about please and thank you. Nobody up here says please and thank you for anything. So um, it was it was very difficult for me. Um, my first couple jobs, I had a really rough time, not because I wasn't a good worker, not because I didn't enjoy what I was doing. It was just the bureaucracy of it was, you know, not for me. Um, I had some personal issues going on. Um, I had some relationship issues going on and there was just, it was a lot. Um, I had even family stuff going on. So there was just a lot going on over the last few years and looking back on it now. And of course, hindsight is 2020. Um, I wish, and I, and I, I shouldn't say I wish I had people along the way telling me like, you know, this isn't going to be forever. Like you're just in a rough spot right now. But in the moment, like being in it, I was like, holy cow, like this does not stop. And the worst part of it was, I mean, I had everything. <laughs> I had a career. I have a loving husband who doesn't beat me or, you know, cheat on me or anything like that. <laughs> but like, it was one of those things that like, you know, I have money, like, and I just was not happy. I mean, when you looked at it like that, it was like, well, you know, I often would feel like nobody listened to me, but like, I was just not, I was not happy. Um, and so maybe like a year ago, a little less than a year ago, um, I just kind of had, you know, a few months where I was like, what are you doing? Like, you know, my husband and I were constantly fighting about, I, I just didn't want to live here. And he was like, well, how is moving from here actually going to make a difference? And after, you know, one of those big fights, I really like had to sit down and ask myself, like, is, is, is leaving really going to make a difference? Like, is that really going to make you happy? And I listened to a lot of podcasts. I had read a whole bunch of, you know, help yourself books and it was just not working. Um, and then I kind of had somebody say to me, like, you're making your own problems for yourself. And I was like, well, what do you mean by that? And they were like, you don't really have problems. Like you're just unhappy. And I was like, well, that's rude. Like I, <laughs> I don't know what that's supposed to mean, but you know, and it's true. And I, I kind of, I have, it's something that I have to work on every day. And I think that's one thing with mindset that people forget is it's not something that you just wake up and decide like, I mean, it kind of is, but it's something you really have to practice and you really have to work on. Um, I feel like 
I'm in a really good season right now, despite all the craziness going on in the world. Um, I feel like personally, I'm in a really good season. I feel like I just came out of a really like rainy gray season, (laughs) but I learned a lot, you know, in that season. Um, And I feel like the biggest thing that I've taken from all that is like nothing truly like nothing lasts forever. Your happy times aren't going to last forever. Your really dark and rainy seasons are not going to last forever. Um, it's, it's always going to change and you can either sit there and cry and throw a fit about it, or you can put your big girl panties on and, and face it like a woman. I'm curious to know, because that's the reason I wanted to touch on this. Do you think that happened? Because your journey when you planned it was to get to the doctor's degree and you got to the doctor's degree and it was kind of like, what's next? Because I feel a lot of the time people say your purpose, your goal has to be bigger than what you're chasing because you won't stay motivated. You're not going to keep chasing once you hit it. So do you think that kind of happened to you? Oh, 4,000%. I mean, anybody who's close to me, I've said this to like, My whole life was planned to make it through physical therapy school. And then I met Paul and he was like, do you want to move up here? And I was like, yeah, you know, and then it was like, well, you know, do you want to work for this company? (laughs) I, I, my, all I had planned was, was to be a physical therapist. And I mean, truly, I, I still feel that, and this is, you know, clean. Shay, I guess, but I am my best self when I am my therapy self, when I am my therapist self. I, that is where I, I find my purpose. And that is really where I, I, I get my, I fill myself up. You know, I, I get to help people and they, they help me in return in ways that I don't think that they even know. But yeah, that's totally it. And so, you know, over these last few years, I've, I've had to, find myself again you know is more than just Kayla the PT I've had to find myself as is I'm I'm Kayla the runner I'm Kayla the weightlifter I'm Kayla the wife which is the weirdest one <laughs> um, really, so weird but um but it's it's that definitely hits the nail on the head you know and it's it's so interesting because I think and I mean, I'm sure my sisters could echo this too. And, and if not now in a different respect or, and anybody really, especially when you're successful academically. And I talked to a lot of my friends who have either finished, you know, some type of grad program or, or have, have had to go into a lot of higher education. There's this really weird thing that happens when you graduate and you finally have a job where you're, there's like this void in your life. Like you have, you have anxiety about like not having anxiety. Like you have like, it's like, like you lose a part of yourself because you're so used to always having to do something, you know? And then you, you get past that thing that you've been complaining about for, you know, seven, 10 years. And then it's like, I'm done. What do I do now? (laughs) You know? Um, and so, yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's definitely what it was for sure. And it's, yeah, it's cool. So I think that's advice that everybody should take. Um, if you are trying to plan out your life, try to make sure that you try to plan out far enough and that you continue to evolve yourself. Like Kayla's saying, finding new things to do, finding new ways to stay engaged in life. Cause once you lose that purpose, I think that like you mentioned, you're going to go through the motions, but the happiness isn't going to be there. 
and yeah. you don't want to get in that in that situation. So I, I like that advice. So Serena, let's go on to you. Okay, so I would say um, I recently sort of felt a little not lost, but like when Kayla said that she started reading her Help Yourself books, I started reading some Help Yourself books too. And there's one book that I came across called The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And I have basically lived by this book since I finished reading it in like one day a couple years ago. And one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally, which I struggle with so much. And just, it sort of liberates you in a way that like the Terry scholarship thing that I was talking about earlier, I couldn't get too down on myself because they didn't make that choice because of me, because I was a horrible person or because they knew me and just didn't like me. It was because other candidates were better. It was their job to pick someone good. And so I think it really helps you let go of a lot that you're holding on to. And so like Dee's situation as well, she didn't feel bad for herself and she wasn't upset at the school for not choosing her. Uh, she took ownership of their decision and she moved on and eventually things worked out for her. So what she could, I mean, she could have wallowed in that sadness and pity because of, not pity, but... <laughs> <laughs> She could have, but instead she saved herself those times of sadness and rose above it. And now look where she is. So I think there, a lot can be done in your life with just not taking anything personally. Okay. And it's great to hear that you're reading like that and mad respect. I think at your age, I wouldn't be able to process a lot of the things that way you just did. So um, congratulations on that. But I, I'm curious to know, I mean, all of you guys have a great way of thinking. You all have a lot of advice that you've given, a lot of takeaways that I think everybody's going to get a lot of value from. But I'm curious to know how impactful has it been for you three to be sisters and how much have you pushed each other to really grow? So we'll start this time with Serena, you've been the youngest, so I know a lot of the time the pressure is on. Um, I match more with Kayla being the oldest, so I know with us it's a lot more pressure on trying to set the right example for the younger ones. But Serena, you've gotten a chance to see them grow. How has that impacted you and how has that influenced you? So I know Kayla's going to have a lot to say about this because, like she mentioned earlier, being the oldest, I know I've seen it from down here. Being the oldest wasn't the easiest for Kayla. You're the tallest, though. Uh, actually, from up here, I guess I am the <laughs> tallest. But growing up with people like Kayla and Deandra is so incredible. And I am just so grateful that I have them as role models because I feel like I think about it all the time. If I were in Kayla's shoes, if I were the first of all of us, I don't think that I would have been as successful as she is she is so like despite how strict my parents used to be with her because I know that as the generations go on sometimes they let the reins loose a little bit and we've seen that with me but 
I'm just really grateful that they turned out to be the kind of people they are because because of them, I'm the person that I am. And growing up without them was actually hard too because when Deandra or when Kayla left for college, I was in middle school, I think. And then when Dee left for college, I was also in middle school, maybe like in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I can't do math. But <laughs> it's, that's too much to think about. But yeah, <laughs> when they left for school, I've been living here with just my parents for a long time. And so I think not living together all this time has made me appreciate them more and appreciate their struggle and their willingness to make it without the guidance of two people coming before them and sort of paving the way. All right. So I'm grateful. Deandra, how have you seen it? Goodness. Uh, I could talk about this for the next hour, but I'll spare you the time. Um, It's been, I'm so lucky, first of all, just to be in the position that I'm in. Um, Kayla is the reason, not the reason, but the reason uh, why I think I've gotten so far as far as academics go. I'm just going to put this on record. I skipped the first grade because (laughs) when we were younger, my mom wouldn't let us watch TV. uh, And we had a chalkboard in our garage and Kayla would force me to play teacher with her. So she would teach me everything that she was learning in her classes. And I was forced to learn them. Um, So then I got to first grade and my teacher said, you know everything already. So I skipped (laughs) a grade. Um, And that, that is just like, boom, there's your foundation of you're going to know not only everything that she knows, but then a little bit more. Um, And so being that I've had somebody that close to talk things through about, to grow with, to learn with, to fight with, um, it's just been really the biggest blessing for me because if I didn't have someone as graceful and understanding and intelligent as her, I wouldn't expect as much of myself. And then I wouldn't make it through as many obstacles, in my opinion, as I have um, without, you know, crashing and burning a time or two. And then being in the middle, I mentioned earlier that I was just very resistant to change during undergrad. It was it was a hard time for me. It was a very close minded time for me. And I'm I fully, fully own that. Um, And because of that, I have said to Serena a thousand and one times you're going into this new journey when she stepped into college. And I said, just please, please, please do your best to be present and please, please, please try and just show up and and make the effort to make friends because I did not And, and it was an experience and I learned from it and, and grew from it. But I think it was something that she needed to just kind of have thrown at her a thousand times so that she didn't make the same mistakes that I did. And I think she's doing a fantastic job with it. She is handling undergrad just beautifully and so much better than I would have expected um, myself to. And so uh, I I just think that it's, I'm in an awesome position. I'm grateful on both ends as well. Um, And and I think that as we've gotten older, we've just gotten a lot closer to, even though we're not geographically close together. um, I feel like we just kind of have grown a little bit closer in that regard. All right. And Kayla? I don't know. I'm not going to cry. <laughs> I'm really crying. Um, <laughs> they're the best things that my parents gave me, honestly. Um, 
you know, they're both, they're both my best friends in different ways. Like I, um, I'm so humbled by both of them. Um, Serena is like so wise beyond her years. I don't like what kind of kid says that about like, don't take things personally. I still take everything personally <laughs> and I'm a solid 10 years older than her. You know, I would never give that advice. right now. <laughs> so, um, you know, and my relationship with each of them is, is so strong, but so different. Like, um, Serena and I, we're just always in like different phases of life just by the nature of our age difference, but we still manage to like connect. And I can definitely say that like, I mean, it's, it's work on both our parts, like any relationship, but you know, we always try to find our, our middle ground and, and I, I'm just so impressed by, by Serena and her ability to, to just cope with the stuff that's thrown at her. And I mean, she really grew up like an only child in a lot of ways, but then, you know, I'd come home and she was like my baby. And so then it was weird. Cause then it was like, she had three parents because I was like, wait, I was not disciplined this way. <laughs> I was not allowed to do these things. And I was like, why does she get to do them? And so then she was, you know, she would get mad at me and whatever, but um, I, 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 I love my relationship with my little minion. And then Dee is my best friend. I mean, they're both my best friends, just in different ways. But, like, Dee's probably, like, the first person that I tell everything to. And then we text Serena, and then, then it's funny. But, like, <laughs> I, you know, they both make me laugh so much. And we all talk, if not every day, like, at least twice a week. I feel like um, I I don't I honestly like thank goodness that I saw them at Christmas time because especially with all the stuff that's going on right now I keep I was telling my friends at work today I was like I'm so glad I at least got to see them then and that we have like technology and stuff because I can't imagine like being away from my sisters for that long like they're just they're both so special to me and so important to me and we are just our wholest and funniest and you know cutest selves when we're around each other and I mean it goes without you know saying that like thank goodness for my parents for making us this way but like I I really appreciate the fact that like all three of us put the work that we do into our relationships with each other and the reason I really wanted to touch base on this is myself um, having two younger sisters. Um, I think a lot yeah. of people, can, a lot of people can relate to um, how important it is for you to make an impact. And um, I think what you guys really highlight is a lot of times we search for five people that are going to make you level up, right? It's five people that, that you're chasing, but in your family, you guys were able to create where you're all kind of pushing each other, even from the youngest one to Kayla being the oldest one, you know, you guys are constantly making yourselves rise to the next level. And I think that's been extremely impactful for all three of you. Perfect, guys. So I think we're getting pretty close to the end. And I think from everything that we've talked about, 
we've really had a chance to highlight your mindset. I think family was a big thing that we took from it. And for anybody that's trying to, that's listening, um, take some key ways on how important that foundation is and how impactful it was on these three ladies at a young age, kind of looking back and seeing how that was going to create and influence your life going forward. So before we finish off, guys, I, I want to know what, what's your biggest advice to the people that are listening as far as it, whether it's to be successful, to get through the hard times, to just anything that you might want to advise, something that you found that has really helped you along the years. And we'll start off with DeAndre and this one in the middle. But I, right before we finish off, guys, I want to say thank you for having being on and being a part of this, um, seeing you guys throughout the years and everything. I have a lot of respect for everything you guys have accomplished. I have a lot of respect for your parents for the great job they've done. So uh, continue to be role models for the people that the people that you are and continue to influence because I know once people hear this, a lot of people are going to be inspired by the story. So Deandre, you want to go ahead and kick us off? Absolutely. Um, I can't listen to you say that you appreciate us being on here without echoing that we're just so grateful and so proud of you. Like, look at how Yay. far you've gotten and look at all the growth that you've um, achieved and just look at what you've become and what you've made. Um, so just so completely honored to be on this and so excited to see where this project goes and how big it becomes. But all of that to say, um, piece of advice. And this is just life and mindset in general um, and, and in hopes that it will translate to success, whatever that definition is for you. Um, I think it's very important to maintain a level of gratitude um, while you're working through whatever it is that you're trying to get through. And I think that it's important. Um, I think that it's important for us to mention too, that success looks different to everyone. Yeah. Um, success is, is not defined by one achievement. It's not defined by one degree. Um, it's not defined by a title. Success is defined by what, by you taking what you're passionate about and making it impact the world. Um, so that's my biggest piece of advice is find what you're passionate about. And while maintaining a mindset of gratitude, and an open mind, um, work toward growing whatever it is that you're passionate about and making it something that's impactful. Because I think that that's the, the greatest way that we evolve in taking it back to the title of this podcast. Um, the best way to evolve is to find what you love and run with it and be grateful for all of the obstacles and the failures and the successes that will come. Yes. Um, for when it comes to the don't get caught in someone else's past. A lot of the time you get so caught up in trying to thinking that what someone else is doing is going to make you happy or it's going to make you successful. But I think being self-aware and really taking a look at what makes you genuinely happy and being honest with yourself is really going to help you figure out what you're trying to accomplish and what success truly means to you personally. So I love that advice. Kayla? A couple of things. So the first one would be own your stuff. So that was one thing that I've definitely learned. Just like, what is your role in your own story? You know, if you're spending time, you know, thinking about poop, eventually everything's going to smell like it. Like, I don't think that's what the saying says, but if you're constantly, you know, finding all the bad and stuff, you're going to end up in, in a bad situation. And so, 
um, to kind of echo and to pile on to what Dee said, you know, make yourself happy. Like, find what actually makes you happy and, and work for that. Um, and then the second thing is definitely nothing lasts forever. So you're, you're going to have happy times. You're going to have hard times. You're going to have sad times. You're going to have these really weird, like, in-between times where you're like, I'm, I'm not quite where I, like, know I'm going to be, but I'm, like, on my way to it. Um, and just try and, and pull out as much as you can from each time. So if you're in a hard time, you're going to learn something from it. If you're in a happy time, soak in every single minute of it and enjoy it. Um, if you're in one of those in-between times, um, be thankful for the little bit of rest because you're either going up or you're going a little down. Yeah, so on that one, I mean, it's so easy to play that blame game, right? It's so easy yeah. to be like, I'm not accomplishing this because of this person or because of this person, this happened. But a lot of the time when we're not accomplishing something we really want, it might be our fault. And I think the moment that you're able to take ownership of that, it, things really start to change. And what you, the other thing that you said, everything doesn't last forever. I think that's so impactful because especially like right now, we know this time is going to come to an end. We don't know yeah. when it's going to come to an end. You know, everybody, the, econ the economy and everything's struggling. But, you know, we know there's going to be an end, an end date. And it's just a matter of taking it day by day and trying to take it step by step. So I think that's great advice. And Serena, what you want to finish us off with? Okay. So I guess this is something that we hear all the time. But I always say, always do your best. And remember that from one day to the next, your best isn't always going to look the same. And so just know yourself and know that it's okay if your best isn't as good as it was yesterday. And you can still accomplish what you're trying to do, even if you have a day or two that doesn't go like you thought it would. Okay. That's great. And I think talking about that and always being your best, um, I think sometimes we get some reality checks. And I think I heard it in all your stories was you guys kind of leveled up. And then you got a reality check that, hey, I might not be performing at the high level, right? So that happened to you in high school, going to college, and then going to your career. So I think understanding that you might have just taken that next step and you are doing your best. It's just a matter of getting more experience is extremely impactful. And, knowing what and be to open to evolving. Yes, that's, <laughs> life is definitely about that. Um, yeah, I always got to continue to have your mind open. So I think that was a great way to finish this off, guys three great keys, three great life lessons that they gave. And once again, you guys heard from three amazing sisters, two doctors, and one on her way to be one. So an amazing family, guys, with a lot of accomplishments. And thank you all for listening.